This morning, we're going to continue on our series, uh, Groupie or Group Me. Um, this has been in my heart when we, when we start back. Anytime you start a new season, you begin to, to see things differently. Like, remember when summer was here just like months ago, it seemed like, you know, when you have to go back to school, when you have to go back into, you get in a routine, you're like, oh, oh yeah, I got to do this. And for those who are not young enough, you know, it's every day. You're like, what are you talking about? Summer. I didn't get to, there was a summer except for the heat. That's all you recognize. But what happens is when we go into these seasons, we can, we, if we're not careful, we'll get into this thing of grouping and groups always good. But this thing of groupie versus groupie, it has more to do with fan, uh, fanfare, fan, a, a base. And this is what it says. Um, the definition groupie, definition of a groupie is a fan of a rock group or uh, who usually follows the group around on concert tours, an admirer of a celebrity who attends as many of his or her public appearances as possible. Now, I know there's probably not any groupies in here that, uh, you know, if I were to break out some names, you know, like there may be even some John Wayne to go back a little ways, a little bit of John Wayne groupies. And some of y'all go, who's John Wayne? <laughs> Well, I tell you there, y'all pilgrims. <laughs> you, you just might, you know, you might be one of those that just kind of stood out that where you just, you just was so excited. I mean, you had his horse right there, plant, you know, all types of things. You might be, uh, you know, we may go way back. There may even be some howdy doody um, groupies here. <laughs> some of y'all like, what is that? A puppet, y'all. A puppet. It was so exciting. That was before animation really took off. You animated this little guy like, hey. um, or you may be, hey, I got one for you. I'll bring it a little bit closer. How about any Barney groupies in here? Woo! Okay. I know of one. We had a Barney, a little purple dinosaur. We actually went down to, uh, we went down to a theme park down in Orlando so we could just go to the Barney experience. You know what I'm saying? I love you. You know, <laughs> there were some of those that just like, oh, and, and it was like, you know, I'm not going to mention any names, Megan, uh, beer, but, um, but, but when he came out on the stage, like, ah, you know, you know, it, it, it could be anything. Many times we get enamored. By people doing things in an extraordinary way, whether it's singing, whether it's acting, any number of things. In a groupie, mainly, what they do is they celebrate what somebody else is doing. They celebrate like, yay, go, go, you know, whatever it is. It could be your favorite singer. It could be your favorite movie star. It could be, you know, some of them, you know, we got Avenger groupies in here. You know, that, that brings it a little bit closer. Or... There's this thing called Comic-Con. Y'all watch out all over where you go and dress up like comic characters. Woo! Go celebrate it. And it brings thousands and thousands. Um, celebrating those. You know, I <clears throat> I can't cast any stones because I believe if I went digging deep enough into some of my mother's attic and some of the clothes, I may just find some Superman footy pajamas somewhere around like... Everybody knows you wanted to be the man, like, whoo, I'm flying out of here. I don't know if the cape's still there or not, you know, might have wore that one out. But uh, we all we all have a tendency to want to watch somebody and celebrate what they're doing. And, and in this series, what we're trying to simply do 
is, yeah, we want to celebrate and say, yeah, good job. But as pastor, it's important for us not to celebrate. What I want to celebrate is what you're doing. That we group together. It's not, hey, look, look what the pastor doing. Yay, go pastor, yay. I'm like, yay, go. I want us to lock arms. That's the only way we're going to be able to reach this city for the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and you know what? The neat thing is, this has always been in God's heart. Our scripture verse that we're standing on is in Ephesians chapter 4. And Paul was writing to the church at Ephesus. And he said, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. Look at what it says. The apostles, which is over regions. That's what apostle. The prophets that speak for God. They go to the people on behalf of God. They give a word. Many times you'll hear a word spoken here. The evangelists, those who are, their heart is simply to reach. They want to go and tell the good news about Jesus. The pastors, it's a gift from Jesus. Thank you. The teachers, where they teach, and you know, teachers and preachers. You know the difference between a preacher and a teacher, right? A teacher tells it, a preacher yells it. That's the only difference. <laughs> you know, they just got to, <laughs> one's going to tell it and one's going to yell it. And so it's like, oh, make a little more emphasis. And so, um, but he gave these, and, and the pastor teachers, what are they for? Their, my responsibility is to do what? To equip God's people to do what to do his work and build up the church the body of christ that's what that's what we are you know in in the series today i'm going to say this and um uh, pastor mark and mentioned we're always better together every one of us are always better together we always do better i know in my own life you would not even know who Pastor Mark is, because it wouldn't be Pastor Mark. You, you might be visiting me. I might be getting cookies on Mother's Day and at Christmas. <laughs> if, I, if it wasn't for Jesus and the people that, that had surrounded me and, and locked arms with me and said, hey, let's walk this out. Let's go. We're on a journey and help me through that, through many things. And I want to say to you, this has always been in God's heart. Every one of us were made, check this out, we're made on purpose for a purpose. That's good news. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. You are not an accident. You are not. You didn't just show up on planet Earth. God specifically knew what time in history you wanted. He wanted you to show up. And as a result of that, he said, I'm, I'm bringing them now. I need them now. And you were created by him and for him with a purpose. That's this thing of grouping, this whole thing. It starts at the very beginning. When God was first thinking about you making mankind, we see a group already taking place just at the thought of us being made. In, in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, check out what it says right here. If you got your Bibles, you can follow me. If not, we provided it right up here for your convenience. But it says this, then God said, look at it, let us, let us. Make mankind in our image and in our likeness. Think about it for just a second. Who is God talking to there? When he says, let us make man in our image, I believe with all my heart, it's God the Father, 
God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they're right there. And God's saying, hey, God, hey, Jesus, hey, Holy Spirit, hey, I tell you what, I've got this in my heart. Man, I want to make something, I want to make something so special, so incredible that nothing can even contain. And the reason I say that is because a lot of the other creation had already been made. We weren't the first thing. We weren't the first thing created. First it was the sun. You know, it was dark. And then, and God began to said, let there be light. And there was light. He goes on and we're in the process. He's made everything. He's getting it together. He says, now, you know, I, I've done these things, but I got this one thing I've been holding and I've been wanting to make and it's so special. And let me say to you, there is nothing on this planet that compares to you. We celebrate a lot of things. We celebrate, you know, we can go to the wonders of the world like, ah, whoa. You know, you can go to a mountain and go, wow. Some of y'all don't go to mountains because it's too high. You're like, I ain't going up there. Don't, don't even, you know. Jesus said, lo, I am with you. And so you believe that. Some of you, you don't go out on the water. You're like, I ain't going out on the water. I can't walk and I can't swim. So I'm, you know, I'll celebrate it. For, I'll sit at the beach and go, oh, how beautiful. Not only that, there's these little swimmy things that people get afraid of with big chompers and stuff. But you can, you can look at all these wonderful things that God's created, but there's nothing that compares to you and I. And so when God is thinking about it, he's got it created. It's kind of like you and I. You remember when your uh, first child was about to be delivered and you, uh, you, you took your house and you had this special place and you begin to put all this stuff in this room and you begin to put a crib in there and a changing table. Praise the Lord. If you had one of those, <laughs> you begin to get everything ready for when this precious one was going to show up. And it was all, if you were to walk in the house, you think, is there a baby in here? No, 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 no. We're expecting one. And what happens is God, when he was doing, he said, hey, okay, hey, okay, guys, my greatest, my most incredible creation let us, we're going to make mankind in our image, in our likeness. Now the us and make, so God said let us, and then an action, let's do something. And then he does the same thing with us. He said, so that, look at that word, they, them, us, we, not me, not I, so that they may rule. There's a, there's a, on purpose, for a purpose, that they may rule over the fish in the sea. If you ever been to SeaWorld, you can, you can experience that. I'm, I'm going to experience it there because I'm not going to go out there to kill her whale and go, jump, Jamu, jump. <laughs> I don't advise you to do that in the wild. It may not be good for you. Go watch the trained person do that. Um, and the birds of the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. God showed us right there what it was about grouping us, we, getting together. As a matter of fact, um, it says this, when his disciples, the first thing that Jesus did when he showed up on the planet, when he was ready to start his ministry, now he was developed at 30 years old is when he just, when he decided it's time. That, and by the way, there's a, there's a, a, a significant meaning in that culture. Um, you really weren't considered, you know, I know in today's culture in America, 16, you grown. Like, I got this. I'm a man. I got facial hair almost and everything. And so, so we get, we think at 16, I'm ready to take on the world. I'm ready to go. But in that culture, really, you would stay under your dad, whatever profession they were doing. 
And you weren't really considered proficient and really efficient at what you did till 30 years old. Can somebody say amen to that? Come on now, learn, keep on learning. But so at 30, he started his ministry and the first thing he did, he didn't go create miracles. He didn't go to, he literally went and got a group of men together. He went and called a group of men and said, hey, come here, man, you come follow me. Hey, you, come here, I got something for you. Follow me. He got a group of men together, and as they're walking, they, they, he gives his first sermon in Matthew chapter 5. We're not going to go through all of that. There's about three chapters. We ain't got time this morning for you and my sake. Um, but he starts out, at one point, they said, look, we, we love what you're doing, but would you, would you teach us how to pray? We just want to know how to connect. And it wasn't that they didn't know how to pray. It was, was, we don't know how to pray like you pray. Like they grew up having prayers. They grew up knowing what prayers were. They knew how to say ritualistic prayers, but you say things differently and you get different results. Show us how you do that. And look what Jesus did. The Lord's Prayer that we're very familiar with. Look what he started out with. My Father who art in heaven. Is that what he started? He said, our Father. It's us. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Like, it's all about you, Father. Look, even Jesus was given the Father glory. It's all about you. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. We're at starting right here on earth. You know why? Because that's where we live. See, we... We've got this thing that I like to call below the sun. That's where we got to live out our faith. See, above the sun, Jesus settles that. There's nothing I can do. Only thing I can do is receive what Jesus has done for me. And if, if you're in a place here this morning, you feel far away from God. And you feel like, man, I don't know if I'm going to make it there. I, I, I don't know, man. I haven't been good enough. Well, I just want to tell you, today's a great day to go ahead and put your trust in Jesus because it doesn't matter how good or bad you've been. It matters what Jesus did. If you put your faith in him, he'll settle you above the sun. So what Jesus was telling them here, this is going to deal with here, this below the sun stuff. And he said, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. Where at? Right here as we go about our day. When we're going through the day-to-day, when I wake up tomorrow morning and the alarm clock goes off, or if you got little ones in that little one, and it ain't no alarm clock, you wish it was the alarm clock. <laughs> it's one o'clock in the morning. It's like, I just went to sleep. I know, you know, however that looks. But when you get up, he said, on earth as it is in heaven, Lord, let your will be done here. And then, then, then what, is, what does he teach them to pray? Give us. This day, our daily bread. He goes on real quickly and says, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. We forgive those, us, we. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So God and Jesus was teaching us that we are in this together. It is for us to come together and it is for us to do that. So there's a few things I want to go over real quick about groups and then we're going to go into how that, what they actually do for us. Cause let's be honest, in everything that you listen to, we all listen to is, okay, so what do I get out of this? So, so we listen to stuff like, okay, so what am I going to, okay, what do I get out of this? So we're going to get there, but this is what groups do. It says this, um, Alone, 
you can go faster, but together you can go farther. See, I, I can get in a car right now and I can take off and I can get somewhere in a hurry. And some of y'all say, man, y'all rode with me like, Jesus, that boy. I'm sorry I didn't make it to NASCAR. I wasn't introduced to it. Which, by the way, I know there's some NASCAR groupies in here. I had it down here. I didn't mention it just for that because some of y'all start going, woo, woo, you know, some of that kind of stuff. Which, by the way, I've been to one of those. And this is not a crack on any NASCAR fan. But I've been to actually two Daytona 500. And this, by the way, for those of you, it is the largest sporting event. You know, all you football fans and stuff, sorry, they get like hundreds of thousand fans in there. And they got these cars that are going, you know, 100, 200 miles an hour around this track. And they are so loud. And these people are sitting here in the stand, and I'm watching them. And they're going, as they're coming around. And you can't even hear them. I can't even hear myself talking. And it's like, I was like, I'm watching them. And they're so into it. I'm like, they can't hear you. There's nothing you're saying. They don't even know you exist. They're like, oh, hi. Oh, whoa, 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 okay. It just, let me get back on point. So we can go faster by ourselves, but we always go farther together. That's why it's important for us to group up. Ecclesiastes 4.9 says this. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. In other words, I can do a lot, but with, with somebody beside me, I can get a lot done. We had a work day here a few weeks ago, and I want to tell you, if I had to do that by myself, it would not. And I want to just give another hand because of how much stuff has gotten done. Give yourselves a big hand for that. And while we're at it, there's another group that we could give a big hand right now while we're sitting in here in this wonderful auditorium and we're enjoying the word, and we're just going over this. There's a group of people right now that are ministering to our children, that are taking care of little babies. They're sitting there going, hey, you know, it might be, hey. But they're sitting there. Can we give them a big hand as well? Thank you, Lord. They've understood. They've understood. We got a group together so we can help make a difference in this world. So it, here's the thing, too. With this thing of going, I... Early on, God had said, look, I got to bring people on my journey. Yeah, one can be the initiator, but if you're not bringing people with you the same way Jesus did, then actually when I get through, it's all over. And so I, early on in my pastoring career, I decided I'm going to take young people overseas. Get in, let's go. We're going to take you out of the country, (laughs) which is, you go, what? A lot of them were like, we want, we're going to go where? <laughs> like, we're going out of the country. The first one we started with, the first country we started with was Atlanta, okay? We had to, we had to make sure. <laughs> we had to make sure we could handle Atlanta. And if you don't think so, you go to underground and see if that is not a different country. I don't care what you say. So we started there, and we said, hey. Then we started going outside, and we're going, hey. And I remember one year we were going to uh, Honduras. We'd been there a few times. We have... One of our missionaries that has been a tremendous influence and they build all over that, an island over there, the island of Roatan. And we were going and I'm just an early riser. And so I want to always, when I go on a mission trip, we don't go to go, oh, wow, look at all that. We go to impart something. 
And so we spend a lot of time working on testimony and sharing Jesus and skits that would minister to people. But we also have an opportunity to relax sometimes. And it just so happened on this one trip that uh, we met some very influential people on the island. And their son, after one meeting one night, said, hey, Pastor Mark, do you golf? And I went, golf? I'm like, well, I like to. I don't know if you call it golf, but I like to do it. And he goes, hey, um, hey, yeah, we're, my, my aunt, she owns this big thing. It's the only golf course in, on the island. It's a beautiful resort. He goes, yeah, we can go there tomorrow. I mean, we got a free day. I was like, okay, let me check with the group. And so we had the group. They got to go to this resort and go kayaking water and all that stuff and, 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 and paddle boarding. So I go there, and as I'm going up, we leave and we, we start going up this hill, this winding hill. And it feels like we're going back. It's like it's going straight up. And as we're going up, I'm not going to lie, my heart's kind of like we're in a van. And if it, if it clunks out, we're rolling. So we get up to the top. And as we get to the very peak, I'm like, wow. We get to the other side, and you can see the whole island. I'm going, wow. This is beautiful. And there's a house being built. And he says, yeah, that's my cousin's house. That They're building a three-story house. By the way, here's a picture of it right there. It's being built. It's built now. They're enjoying it. It's been a few years ago. But they were building that. And I'm thinking, you know, most people look at that and they go, well. And I'm sitting there going, man, this view's nice. But I wonder what the view from that peak up there would be. Some of y'all don't think that way. You're like, what? And so I thought, you know, I get up early every morning. I would, I'd get up early and I'd watch the sunrise over. I was like, oh, it's so beautiful. And so I got a group that I called the Sun Chasers, S-O-N. And I said, anybody that wants to go get the most miraculous view of the island, get up. Get up with me in the morning and we're going to go out and we're going to go. And so we we show up, and y'all, you know how sometimes things don't work out the way they are in your head? So the day before, I was going up, and the gate was open, and they let me walk in, and he showed me around. I was like, oh, look, and they had all this scaffolding around the house and these wooden ladders that were made, I think out of bamboo, I'm not sure, but they were. So we get there, and I'm thinking, hey, anybody want to do this, we'll go. And and it was mainly girls. The guys slept in. They're like, uh, they're in my room, like, hey, guys, you want to yeah, 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 But all these girls got up. They said, hey, let's go. I said, let's go. So we jumped in. We took off. And so we go, and the gate is closed. I'm like, what? The, the gate's closed? Well, how many know a locked gate does not stop some people? <laughs> that just means it's there's another way in, right? It's not the only way. So there was this brick wall, and I started... Hey, guys, let's go around this way. It's okay. So as we're walking around, I'm like, okay, where's our best way to climb over this, you know, cement thing? This guard comes out with a machine gun. <laughs> and, and he doesn't speak English. And uh, and I don't speak Spanish. And, so, and I learned real quickly that it doesn't matter how slowly you pronounce your words. We are with them. You know, we know them, and we're going to go there. He goes, no complaint. I was like, okay, we are going to go. It doesn't matter. You can use an accent. It still doesn't work. And so the groups, we had one that could speak a little Spanish, and so we're trying to get over. We convince him to let us go over the group. We go over. 
Come on, guys. He said, okay, let's go. So then we start climbing this thing of together. We start climbing these wooden ladders like, okay, if we go there. Then they got this wooden plank scaffolding around there. So we took them on a journey. And I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to lie. There were some that were scared. It's got... <laughs> I'm not going to lie, there might have been some tears going, what are we doing? I'm like, we're chasing the sun. Keep your eyes on the sun. Keep your eyes on the sun. That's where we're going. We're going to the sun. So we finally got up there. And that's not as good a picture, but some of them are going, okay, yeah. I don't want to put my, okay, well, I'm not putting my, okay, well, well. <laughs> I'm not putting my hands away up there. I'm putting them down. Anyhow, I could have just went up there. I could have went up there. Maybe not have made it back because I couldn't have got a, hey. Friend, Miko, we're good. Um, but we got up there, and we had a great time, and we created a memory. And it wasn't so much that, wow, look at this. It was simply a thing of saying, Lord, you're just good, that we got to experience something together. It was an extra added bonus on that trip where we got to experience something we never would. Let me say, this is what happens. God will develop us as an individual, but use us in a group. He'll, okay, what I mean by that is, every one of us, when we receive Christ, it's up to me to spend time in his word. It's up to you. If you'll take and if, if it's up to me to spend time in prayer. And I want to challenge you, if you haven't done that yet, let's be honest, sometimes our prayer life can be a, a, a small, like, limited prayer life. Like, help! Now! Help! Like, that might be your prayer life at times. Or sometimes you've not really, it, you haven't gotten to the place where it's an hour, like like one hour. I remember the first time I ever tried it. I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to spend an hour. And I got up and I started reading his word and I, I went through my list of what I needed. Okay, God, I need this, this, and this. Need it. Thank you, Lord. You're good. You do that. And then I woke up and it was an hour and a half later. And I don't think you could qualify that. I didn't time it, but it might have been about three and a half minutes. I'm not sure. But I want to challenge you, if you haven't done that yet, if you will show up here tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock, I believe you will find a pattern that will work where you'll go, You'll. it's a, what? It's over? We're done? And so I understand that some of you have work and you won't be able to make it, but I get that. But if you could, I encourage you. Romans 12 says this. Paul was talking to the church at Rome and he says, Talking about developing as individuals, but using us in a group. Here it says it right here. Just our bot, just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function. Think about it. Every one of us have these bodies, and we have all different parts that have special functions. He said, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body. And we are all belong to each other. Do you see that God wants to get it through to our heart, in our minds, in our spirits? We've got to lock on. We've got to get together. If we want to uh, do these next three things that will be as a result of group. If we will group up, this is what will happen, I promise you. A group is a place where we connect together. Now I know in this auditorium right here, you've tried to group up before. Let's be honest. We're all in groups right now, by the way. Some of you, it's a work group. Like you go to work and there's people there and you're still praying for those people, right? 
uh, you go to school, you're still praying for some of those people. It's just been two days for those who are in public school, and you're going, Lord Jesus, help me. And for the perhaps it's been five, it's been five days, it's been a whole week. But we all are in groups. But think of it this way. When we're thinking of, of connecting, when we're thinking of things, many times it's what's, what's in it for me. But let's be honest, when we went to school when you were younger, you wanted to be or hang out with the cool kids. <laughs> they even had a song of all the cool kids. Uh, but, <laughs> I know some of y'all started thinking, like, ah, we're not going to go there. But it was a thing of where we wanted to either be in there or wanted to be with, with the in crowd. And I'm telling you, God wants us to connect in such a way. Your status, uh, your, your, your money, your, your abilities, is, it's not that. It's really connecting under the banner of Jesus, where we connect with people in a very real and tangible way. Um, and so when we connect, um, this is the, one of the big problems we had with connecting is there were people in the group, right? Like we're supposed to connect with people, but there, people are a problem. You've been hurt by people. You're like, oh, I ain't doing that again. I got hurt. I want to challenge you to kind of let those things down and allow Jesus to heal those. This is what it says in 1 Corinthians 9.22. It says, when I am with those who are weak, I share their weakness. Nobody wants to do that. That's not a normal thing. Uh, I share the weakness. For I want to bring the weak to Christ. Yes, I try to find common ground. The church for so long looks at people that are outside the church and say, you're bad, and you do this, and you do that, and you're bad, and you're... De-. I'm telling you, when you go and begin to look for people and say, I just want to be in, in a common place. I want to see, what can I celebrate? You're a human. You got struggles, I got struggles. Let's, let's, let's operate under that banner that Jesus created us all equal. And it says, common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. So it's a place where we connect just not for our benefit, but for their benefit. Amen? Second thing you will get if you do this is a group is a place where we protect each other. We protect each other. In the Old Testament, there's two things that run throughout the whole Bible, but in the Old Testament, it was very prevalent. It was covenant and it was kingdom. In the Old Testament, Abraham and others made covenant with people around them because if they didn't, they would be destroyed. So they had to have numbers like, hold it, I'll make a covenant with you, we make a covenant, and guess what? Because of being human, they broke those covenants. And God said, hey, I'm still connected, I'm still protecting you. That's what uh, 1 John 3.16, not John 3.16, but 1 John 3.16, it says, we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. See, grouping together protects us. I know you may not know this, but you got issues. It's the only way I know how to say it. Let me say it nicely. You got issues. Guess what? So do I. I've got issues. We got issues. The problem is, is we allow our issues to repel us away from each other. I got. I don't want you to get too close. You might see some of my issues. Whew. Except for the married people. All the married people in the house say amen. <laughs> you can't go anywhere. They see you. Oh, okay. But you're still here. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you're good. You're working through those. Um, 
what happens is, if we're not careful, we allow them to compel us, uh, to drive us away from each other. And God's saying, no, I, I want you to, I want you to, 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 to connect in such a way and protect that I see those and I'm going to help you walk through those and walk those out instead of just point them out and talk about them. Hey, let's you and I talk about them instead of you talking about them to other people around you. Hello, church. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Nobody's ever done that. I know you've never seen somebody and said, man, they got some serious issues. <laughs> instead of going, hey, can I, con- can I connect? Let's connect. We protect. And then final, the final thing is, uh, uh, I'll hold it. Galatians 6.23 says this. This is powerful. Share each other's money, wealth, fun, excitement, <laughs> good time. Celebrate. No. Celebrate what? Share each other's burdens. And in this way, obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone, you're only fooling yourself. You're not that important. See, I thought about having you repeat that to each other, but some of you may get your feelings hurt. <laughs> in, my, in my notes, like, somebody tell your neighbor you're not that important. But somebody go, what? <laughs> I don't want them to look at you kind of funny, like, don't you dare tell me that. Jesus said it. When we feel like we're that important, that we're above helping somebody, we put ourselves in a place where really God, God's not there. This is what it says in Proverbs. Um, it says, that, or excuse me, the, next, the final thing that we do as a group, first it's a group, it's a place to connect, it's a place to protect, and then it's a place, a group is a place where we grow together. We both grow. Like when I connect with you, I can promise you the only way that I'm here and can even stay here is because of people that have locked arms. The elders of this church are amazing. That's the only thing that is, they are amazing. Y'all give it up for the elders of this church when I tell you they are amazing. Pastor Ligon is amazing. Y'all can give it up for him too. He set that in motion. And when I'm telling you, walking with him for 28 years and being able to learn and glean, this is what, as a group we grow, this is what Proverbs says this. 27.17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. It's like, hey, come here, come here. Let's do this together. It's not you're bad. It's like, hey, we want to get better. It's not that you're bad. We want to get better. And I'm going to close with this scripture. In Acts chapter 2, the, the, um, this is when the Holy Spirit got poured out. This is the day of Pentecost. It showed up. The Holy Spirit got poured out. And people were, I mean, man, they were, it was a wild time going on there at that time. I mean, people thought they were drunk. They were hearing their own, hearing the gospel in their own languages, a hundred languages. They're just, they're hearing it. And experiencing it. And the, they're being saved. And they're giving their life. What do we need to do? We, what did we do? And it's like, give your life to Jesus. They said, okay. let's be, And be baptized. And this is, was a result of what they did. Of the Holy Spirit being poured out. It said, every day they continued to meet together. Let's be honest. Sometimes there are people we don't want to meet with. I'm not saying get in that group. There's going to be other groups. Get with people you do like that you can group up in like interest. It says every day they met together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together. Another message at another time, but let me say this. Powerful things happen over meals. You look in Jesus' day. He did powerful things during mealtime. 
powerful things happen over mealtime. Don't ever, ever, ever forget that. It, it's a good one. That'll be another day, another time. They ate together and were and with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of who? All the people? No, just the people in the church. All the people. They watched and they said, wow, look how they love each other. Look how they are connected. Look at what they're doing to encourage and equip each other. And it says, and the Lord added to their number once a month, once a week, daily, those who were being set free, those who were being delivered, those who were being set free. Let me say this, that the main mission of the church, here it is, through unity in Christ and each other, reach those who are far away from God. As we stay connected, our, the mission of the church is through the unity of Christ. We, it's all about Him. It, we're His body. Through staying connected with Him and each other, God wants to use us to reach those who are far away from Him. And it will never happen if we don't begin to see that I can make a difference. But it's only going to be in grouping together with other people. Look, here I've got a little diagram I want to show you. And I want you to look at that. And I want you to think of it in two different ways. There's two ways to look at that. One, is the, one of those is a pastor trying to reach all those people. Like here he is. Hey, let me go reach everybody. And I want to tell you, I am very limited in my own ability to reach a bunch of people. I'm thankful and I'm grateful and I'm... I'm, I'm I've, I'm thankful to the Lord for what He's doing, what He continues to do in and through me. But I can only reach so many. Now I want you to reverse that just a second. And I want you to think of that one person being lost. That one person being far away from God. And all of those people being used by God to reach that one. Let me tell you, which one, which one would be more effective? Which one would be more effective? Me try, and, and this is why I'm, this is really at the heart of what the groupie versus group me. It's like, yeah, go, 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 go. Or it's like, hey, let's go. Put me in, coach. I, I've got things I can do. Use me. One person can only do so much. But if you had a team that said, hey, I, I want to help this person. They're, you got a struggle? Good. Let us all join together and help them in that struggle. I that's what, it, that's what it was talking about in Acts 2, that as they kept walking that out. Now, here's what I want to end with this morning. i got plenty of time to do it. I'm going to get you out of your comfort zone just a little bit, if that's okay. Because y'all been listening, but we got to put action to what we, what we want. And so here's what I thought. The best way I know to do this, and it, it took a lot of prayer, and I asked a few people too, just because I said, is this Jesus? I want you to stand up with me at this time. And I want to say this to everybody in here, first and foremost. When we say lost and say we're talking about those who feel far away from God. Like you feel like, you know, I watch other people and I'm seeing them do stuff, but I just can't get there. For some reason, I, I want to be where they are, but I can't get there. I'm going to tell you it's not their fault. It's many times it's our fault. Because of how well we love them, how well we reach out. What do we do to help draw them or what do we do to repel them? Because we want to keep it, hey, this is about me, right? No, it's about us. It's about us. So 
If that's you and you feel far away from God, let me just encourage you. This is a great day, first and foremost, to surrender to him and say, Lord, I don't, you don't have to know everything about him. You don't have to know the whole Bible. <laughs> it's simply a matter of saying, Lord, I surrender to you. I surrender not, not to your wrath. I surrender to your grace. I surrender to your love. I surrender to who you are, the Lord of life, the one that gives life. I surrender to you. That's who I surrender to. And so if that's you this morning, I encourage you, if you haven't done that, this would be a great time to do that. But here's what I want us to do, whether you've done that or not. I'm going to ask you to everybody in every aisle to scoot over towards each other. And I want you to get shoulder to shoulder with people. And it's, hey, church. Let me say this. That's an incredible feeling, isn't it? There are people out here that have never experienced that feeling. And they never will unless we get out of ourselves. We lock our eyes on Him and we say, Lord, put me together. Lord, let me connect with those so that those who aren't here could be here. We've got to make room in ourselves and with others to say, hey, I'm for you. I'm not against you. They're there. They're waiting. We just have to be the ones to do that. Let me pray for you. Father God, I do thank you for your precious people this morning. I thank you that each one uniquely created, uniquely gifted. Lord God, I thank you there's not one that you oversee that you think better or worse of. Lord, you look with eyes of love wanting to always, always, always give yourself to them. Lord, you demonstrated the greatest love of all by giving your only son so we could have life. Lord, I thank you for that life being released in every heart. That God, we would take that life and go share that with a world that needs it so badly. God, I thank you for your precious people. Lord, group us together. Lord, help us to stop just looking and and praising others and saying, hey, what can I do? Lord, put me in, coach. I want to be a part of making a difference in other people's lives. God, I thank you for doing that with each person here today. Thank you, Lord. And I just want to remind you again, if you haven't accepted Christ as your Lord, this is a great day to do it. I'll be here afterwards to pray with you and for you. And I encourage you, just come up here and we will pray and we will settle that. That you, can, you don't have to stay away from God any farther, any longer. He wants you right close to his heart. You're close to his heart already, but he wants you to experience that. Open your hands right now to receive from the Lord. Father God, I thank you. You're the creator of the universe and you commanded that blessing be spoken over your people. That in so doing... As I place your name on them, you in turn, Father, would do the blessing. And so I say to each one of you, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord lift the light of his countenance on you and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen.